Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How you doing, Faye? <laughs> I'm doing good. It feels so good to be back. Like, I just got, like, a boost of endorphins just listening to you say that. It was yeah. so exciting. Yeah. I mean. And now it's, like, summer. Like, I'm just, like, in such a better mood, you know? I know. We're <laughs> done with We're done with winter. I'm also just giving everyone a warning. I'm extremely caffeinated right now. Like, next level, I might talk really fast and say a lot of words yeah, in one sentence. Yeah, you already are talking very fast. Yeah. But that's okay. So, just warning everyone, I did try a new pre-workout this morning before gym and before the gym and put it in a celsius so which is like so crazy to me it's crazy but like i f- why did i do this this morning being like oh this is what ashley does every time she goes i don't to know the why i <laughs> literally was like oh like ashley puts her powders in her in her alani's it's no, fine I don't. Like, <laughs> never in my life would do, does that. Rob do like, that no oh, okay i'm well i've definitely seen people do it and i did like look it up and yeah like, and i'm like fine. wow that bitch is crazy no but like i looked it up i i was like am i gonna die like i'll be fine oh. you know like it's only 400 milligrams which is like it's like four cups of coffee a day yeah it's not which some people do but like i don't do that so yeah. some days i don't even have caffeine so uh, listen i'm not i'm not saying it with the caffeine right like I, I think it was I a lot all about at once. like six a day, six hundred milligrams. Like I have six hundred max. You're um, only supposed to drink four hundred a day. No, 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 no. Ten would kill me. Okay, well we're not trying to give you a heart attack. I'm just saying what is my limit. But so six hundred. I have six hundred, like max three energy drinks, and that's only if I'm like waking up early and staying up late. And if I don't have, like, the busiest day of my life, I only have two. Like, today, okay. I'll probably only have two. Okay. This is why you have a stomach ulcer. I'm just letting yes. you know. Three so energy drinks in a day is... And then alcohol. Like, that is psychotic. I hope yes. you know that. Yeah. I drink one a day. Some days I don't even have one, but most days I have one Celsius a day. Yeah. And then I will probably start taking pre-workout again to, like, just get back in the gym. Because yes. I felt unstoppable this morning. I'm really happy for you. Like marathon. I think you should do that every Marathon day. ready. I don't think I could handle this every day. Yeah. I'm like trying to, I think I need to go home and do a meditation because I am a lot right now. I think if you spread out the caffeine, like it's not that bad. Like 600. Yeah. But I'm having one at 9 a.m., one at 1 o'clock for a workout, and then one at 6 o'clock when I'm teaching until 10 o'clock at night, like is really not that bad because I'm constantly on the go. You know what I mean? I'm not like chugging down when three you in an hour and like hoping for the best. But like when you drink, when you drink one to two, you don't feel like that's giving you enough caffeine for the rest of the day. No, not at all. That's wild to me. I mean, it depends. It depends. If I have one during my one o'clock workout, after my workout, I'm crashing. Like I'm exhausted. That's crazy. Yeah, like I need to come home and take a nap after my workouts. That's crazy to but me. But I'm because also working out for like an hour and a half. But still, like me, like when I work out, I feel even when I work out without caffeine, you feel more energized. I feel so energized. Like so like I can't work out after like three PM because like I won't go to sleep until so late. Like See, I will be like wired. And I'm the type of person My that blood can is, like, have flowing. an energy drink at ten PM, go work out for an hour and go right to sleep at eleven. It's crazy to me. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So anyway, Ashley has a stomach ulcer. So <laughs> I have a stomach <laughs> ulcer. So ever since Memorial Day weekend, I've just been not feeling the greatest. And I was like feeling super bloated, super like nauseous. Every single night when I laid down to go to bed, I was just like, oh, my stomach. Like 
I just felt gross. Like, honestly, guys, like I needed to poop. Like, that's like what it felt like. Like, it was just like pain. And it felt like everything was like, were you not like, were you constantly? No, I was. Oh, okay. I was. Um, you actually poop more when you have a stomach ulcer. So I was like, oh, excessively, okay. but, but you still every, felt bloated. All my food felt like it was like right below my boobs, like in between like my ribs yeah. up there. Like anytime I laid down, like I was like burping like excessively. So then from Memorial Day weekend, this is going on and I'm like, whatever. Had a jam packed Memorial Day weekend. I started bartending again. So like that was super busy. I had parties. I had dinners. I had Flynn's. We went to Flynn's on Monday. So like just super jam packed weekend. So I was like, all right, maybe it's just everything I'm eating, drinking, yeah. whatever. Then I go a week later, I go away to Florida. And th- during that week in between, you felt the same and like you were doing your normal like drinking energy drinks and stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I haven't like when I was religiously on my diet, chicken and rice. Like, yeah. all day, every day. So, like, to me, it was like, oh, now I'm eating, like, pizza, and I'm eating pasta. Like, greasy, and I'm doing heavier foods. Yeah. yeah. So, I was And just eating out too much, like, makes me yeah. feel like shit. Like, when I get back from my vacation, I feel like I need yeah, a lettuce. Yeah, so I chalked it up to all of that, because to me, it was like, oh, well, I'm not going to meal prep for four or five days before I leave for vacation. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to, like, you know, if I'm going to the dance studio, I'm going to eat the island empanada that's right there, and it's so good, whatever. So, I was just, like eating garbage and I was like I chalked it up to that and then I went on vacation and again like what do you do when you're on vacation you're drinking you're eating like garbage like the entire week and I was having energy drinks while I was down there so that didn't help and then on top of that I was also popping Advil religiously but I also why though what was wrong your back just like I have a headache on my back like this like it was just like I don't feel good let's pop an Advil so I'm okay (laughs) on vacation right yeah But I actually want to backtrack a little bit because we didn't even talk about this. I had gotten into a really bad car accident. And oh my god, I forgot. I know about we this. didn't even talk about this. So wow, we haven't done the I'll, podcast in so long. <laughs> I know. I'll explain this super quick because I just like don't want to get into it. It's so traumatizing. I don't even want to talk about it. But um, basically, I was driving and I hydroplaned. And I hit the brakes, which you're not supposed to do when you hydroplane. But I just like I was next to a big highway. And to me, it was like I need to go right instead of left into the highway. Like that was my thought process. So I turned the wheel a little to the right and I hit the brakes and I immediately lost control of my car. I started spinning out. Don't even know how many times I spun. I hit a curb and then I ended up going over the curb into a used car dealership and I hit two cars in a pole. And the whole impact was on my passenger side. Um, my airbags deployed. It was not good. My car was completely totaled. And in the car accident, I obviously got shaken around my car. Um, my right side, like, hit into my center console. My left, like, hit the window, whatever. So I was taken to the hospital after this car accident because I was like in shock and I didn't even know where I was because I was all the way. I mean, I wasn't near my house at all. Like I was su- I was like 40 minutes from my house. So I had no idea where I was, no idea like what to do in that situation. Everything got thrown around my car. So like the these women had pulled over for me and they were like, where's your phone? And I'm like, ah, good question. Like I have no idea. And I'm just like sobbing the entire time. 
So obviously they took me to the hospital and checked me out. And like I ended up just being really sore. So they prescribed me a high dose ibuprofen Mm -hmm. and muscle relaxers. I ended up not taking the muscle relaxers just because I was very afraid because you're not allowed to like drive or do anything when you have them. So like it's really only for sleep. And like if you're not doing anything the next day. So um, I ended up just taking the ibuprofen. But for a while there, like when I was my the next day, I was so sore so like I don't I was actually thinking about that and I'm sure these high dose ibuprofen definitely did not help my stomach and I let me say something like the next day when I got my prescription like right after the car accident I couldn't even like so nauseous to even think about eating just because I was like still in shock about like like, what even happened empty stomachs I was I was so that definitely didn't help me and I didn't even think about that until I went to the doctor yesterday and they were like oh have you been hospitalized and I was like no oh shit yeah (laughs) and I was like oh god like I didn't even think about that so like between like the past three weeks I've just been eating garbage popping energy drinks popping Advil like drinking alcohol like so unhealthy and it's so unlike me that on vacation I ended up drinking like six tequila shots that day right yeah but I was fine guys like I stopped drinking I stopped drinking around like 6 p.m. And it was like 9, 10 o'clock at night. I ate. I was drinking water. I was going to the bathroom. Like, but my stomach just like didn't feel good. And I was like, all right, I want to lay down, whatever. And I get up. I start getting ready to go out, out to the bars. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so bloated. Like, I literally look pregnant. I feel bloated. I feel gross, whatever. And but you were sober at this point. Yeah, I yeah. was so sober at this point. But I just, like, I I hadn't drank in, like, so long, right? Yeah. I stopped drinking around, like, 6 o'clock. Now it's, like, 10 o'clock at night, right? Yeah. And I'm, like, I feel so bloated. I feel gross. I kept burping, like, these belches, guys, so loud. Everybody was, like, wow, like, I'm so impressed. And I'm, like, it tastes like tequila. Like, I yeah. don't feel good. Like, I'm not digesting this. And my best friend was like, okay, lay down and, like, rub your stomach ten times clockwise, push down, like, to try to get rid of bloating. Like, she was like, I saw this on TikTok. I'm like, okay. I do this all the time. So I stood up, immediately burped. Then I walk outside and I gag. And I'm like, (laughs) so they have security cameras outside. So I have this entire thing on video. Oh, my gosh. Where Rob leans in to kiss me and I push him away and I'm like, and then I turn and I'm like, and then boom projectile vomit oh my gosh red vomit so now i'm like oh my god i'm internally bleeding like that's it no <laughs> but it could be red from all the like energy drinks and like random that like too, food like, dyes and shit yeah, that you've been yeah consuming. so like who you knows? were probably drinking like red drinks and like, oh yeah totally yeah. Yeah, like the cherry slush yeah energy no i know it's like totally 100 percent. but like in my head i'm like you're I'm like dying. i'm bleeding <laughs> so yeah. the uber's there and on the video you hear my best friend go what do you mean you're not coming? Like, I'll tell the Uber you're going to be a second. And I turn around and I'm like, I have vomit in my nose. It was so bad. But anyway, so even when I got back, like, I still was not, not feeling good. So I was like, all right, it's about time I probably go to the doctor. Like, that was abnormal for me to throw up like that. Like, I never throw up from alcohol because I always stop myself. Yeah. And even, like, when I stopped myself, like, I was like, I'm good. You know, but, like, I didn't expect to throw up four hours later. Yeah, yeah. Proud of myself. I still went out to the bars, though. And kept drinking? No. Oh. I, I obviously was drinking water. water. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so after that, I I got home and I still wasn't feeling good. Like even the next day when I got home, I went to work and I was like, this is just not it. Like I just really like still don't feel good. So I was like, all right, it's about time I go to City MD. They ran urine, blood, everything came back normal. So like basically they kind of can't really diagnose a stomach ulcer unless you do an endoscopy. Yeah. But like they have to rule out everything first and even this doctor was like i'm not gonna do an endoscopy she was like i'm gonna give you the medication that is so weird to me what because i went to um like i used to go to a gastro like all the time because i've had stomach issues for so long and like i would like literally just be like yeah like i throw up a lot or like yeah like i just have like random stomach issues and they're like well we'll just do an endoscopy like uh, mine was like the first thing they did was an endoscopy and i was like you know what i mean i do not want to have an endoscopy like please do everything else so i don't need to do that (laughs) and she was like listen i'm gonna give you this medication and in a month if it's feeling better it's it's yeah, a stomach that's ulcer. What it was. Yeah. And if you're not feeling better, you're gonna have to go in for an endoscopy. She was like, But if you're uh, if you are feeling better, we're gonna continue the medication and that's it. So, um I haven't actually started the medication yet because I have to do a test before I start the medication. So I'm probably gonna try I have to get into the labs and they're like never open yeah, on the like weekend. So up. I'm probably gonna have to go on Monday. But what did they say about your diet moving <coughs> forward? <coughs> She was like, like to she to was help this, like, but also to prevent this again. She was ki- well. So the thing is, is that with a stomach ulcer, like you can constantly get flare ups. Like even if you heal it, like you could just have a little flare up of a stomach ulcer. Um. So basically, she was like, cut back on the carbonation. Like she was like, how's your diet? And I, I'm not gonna hide it. I'm like, it's garbage. Like yeah. it's literal trash. And she was like, okay, like you know. You gotta watch the carbonation. I was like, oh, I love carbonation. Like, so I think I'm just gonna try to like cut out certain things. And she also told me like, you know, adding a probiotic would be super yeah. helpful. So I was gonna try to look into in the next few days to see if there's like energy drinks that like don't have carbonation. But I think a part of why I love energy drinks is I love carbonation. Like I will well, totally go with like a diet coke or a seltzer. Over but is like it just carbonation or is it also the stuff that's in energy drinks? You know what I mean? So the caffeine doesn't help. Like even if I was just to drink coffee, which I love coffee too. So like that definitely doesn't help. Like caffeine in general. Yeah. But it's on not top of the caffeine. Carbonation. No, carbonation is just as bad. Oh, like okay. the bubbly like tears up your stomach. That's what she I'm saying. Was like, like the carbonation is the number one thing that you need to be cutting out. Kind of. Well, I mean, carbonation and caffeine. Oh, okay. okay. You know, but like it doesn't help that I'm mixing those two together yeah, and then yeah. drinking them all the time. You know, so I mean, my stomach is doing a lot better than it was. I think I'm like finally back to a routine. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely better. Still not the greatest, but. Well, th- if you are looking for energy drinks with no carbonation, Celsius has some. With no carbonation? Yeah, they have like teas. Oh. Yeah. Actually, Ew. you don't like tea. They probably don't taste good. No, yet. I like no, them. I don't like tea. I like them. Like okay. I prefer carbonation, obviously. But like yeah. I did drink. I have drank them before. Yeah. If you are looking for that for some okay. reason. Um. But anyway, I hope you feel better. Yeah. But I want to circle back to the car accident because <laughs> I just want to share with everyone. I know, that was kind of all over the place. I'm sorry, guys. No, I know it's fine. But like I just, I just like processed like that like so much 
so many traumatic things have happened in our life <laughs> like in the past few months that like I don't even think I fully processed until like right now as to like why we were taking such like a pause on the podcast yeah. and like why like we literally just couldn't yeah, do it yeah I think we were supposed to record yeah that so weekend. we were supposed to record the next day yeah like oh the next God, morning I forgot about that and I was and it was like chill like you know like sometimes we'll reschedule so I, I was just like all right like whatever this bitch texts me <laughs> at like probably I don't know 20 minutes I don't know an hour after your car accident like it was like quick yeah like I don't know I don't even know if you were at the hospital like no I was I was for sure at the okay hospital. so you, but like you had like just it gotten was, to the hospital it was like an hour and a half okay to two hours okay like. but like I obviously didn't know this happened like whatever yeah. she texts me and goes hey need to cancel the podcast recording tomorrow or something like that and so like I'm just like and I was like just like chill I was like okay like what's up like what's going on did something come up like <laughs> And she's like, got in a car accident at the hospital. I'm like, what? I was like, why didn't you lead with that? I'm like, the way that this person literally fucking just like, makes everything so casual in so, dramatic situations. It's so funny you're saying this because literally last night, me and Rob were going through like my Snapchat memories. And like, I went back to like around when we first started talking. And it was literally you talking about how like I was like, oh, hey, need to cancel recording tomorrow. And you were like, why? And I was like, slight problem, like my grandpa died. Oh, my God. Yeah, that too. Like, <laughs> it's always like, hey, like, and I'm like, now I'm like nervous to ask why we need to cancel. <laughs> like, what else has happened? Because like, also, like, not for nothing, but I really, like, don't cancel unless it's, like, important. Like, yeah, I but, feel like yeah, I but, really, it's, like, but a lot of times it's like, hey, like, can we do this? Can time? we do this time instead? Like this came up. So like yeah. when you just text like, hey, need to cancel tomorrow. I'm like, oh, my God, like what's yeah. going on? Like I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> but also like uh, like when I need to cancel for something, like I usually am leading with like this happened. Hey, yeah. So I'm like, it's just like a crazy like also like to me, it's like crazy that it was because it wasn't like a guest or anything. Like it wasn't like something where I would have to like cancel yeah. in the moment. Like it was just like me and you. So like. I thought it was crazy that that was, like, on your mind even. You know what I mean? Like, you're in the well, hospital. Yeah. So, I, after it happened, I actually was coming home from a dance competition. Yeah. And I was going to, like, go home, go to the gym, like, eat, and then go back to the dance competition. So, like, in my head, it was, like, I need to cancel everything. And then yeah. the next day, the next day was Sunday. So, the dance competition was still going. After we were going to record, I was headed back out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So... It was like after this, like I don't want to move this entire weekend. I'm not moving. Fair. I just want to go home and like never drive again, basically. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I was like, I need to cancel everything for the next two days because I don't want to move until Monday. Like I do not want to get out of my bed. I don't want to move. I just want to stay home. I don't want to drive like like severe rainfall that entire weekend and because my car accident happened in the rain i was like fuck this i'm not moving like i'm not going out in the rain even like driving home was like petrifying yeah. and like you could totally tell um it was scary because rob literally was driving like 40 miles an hour it was yeah so funny on like a 55 mile per hour highway so and that's actually a really funny story, too, because so when the accident happened, like these women like helped me like locate my phone and like figure out where I was. So I called my dad 
who was obviously all the way by my house. So he's like 40, 45 minutes away. So he's like, where are you? And these women like took my phone and like told him where I was. Thank God. Um, But then I'm like, okay, like you're on your way, right? Like I'm going to call Jenny, which is his girlfriend, basically my stepmom. So Jenny works like 15 minutes away. Like I had lunch with her that day, you know, while at the dance competition. So call her and I'm like, hey, this just happened. I want somebody who's going to get there like, ASAP yeah so she was like I'm on my way so now I'm in the ambulance strapped up ready to go to the hospital I'm like okay I I better call Rob now yeah you're like maybe I should tell my boyfriend (laughs) yeah but like do you have each other's locations yes and he saw I wasn't moving so I call him and I'm like hey um well okay so I called him and he didn't answer me okay and like bro (laughs) so then I (laughs) 15 he's like hey still at work everything okay and I didn't answer his text and I just called him again because like everything's not okay. I need you to answer. Right yeah. Now. And he answered and was like, hey, like I'm, I'm still at work with my dad. Like everything. Okay. Like we're, we're leaving right now. Like I'm in the car. Like what's going on? Like I was going to call you when I get home. And I was like just sobbing. Like I got into a car accident. I hydroplane like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, where are you? So now he tells me this after the fact. But as he's asking me where I am, he's already in the car with his dad. Yeah. Passing my accident. So he's like, where? Oh. And he didn't tell me he was passing it because he obviously didn't want me to, like, freak out. But him and his dad saw the accident and his dad was like, holy fuck. Yeah. Like, and even he was like, he when he got to the hospital, he was like, I saw the car. And after seeing the car, I had no idea what condition you were going to be in. Because it, it looked Bad. a lot worse than it was. Like, yeah. I genuinely well, was so because, lucky because to Because, like, away. if someone was in the passenger seat, that could have been really bad, Oh, my too. God, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that could have been. I was alone. And, like, we talked about that, too, because, like, if Rob was off, he would have been with me, first of all. Yeah. And second of all, I was sobbing because how often do I drive my students around? Oh, and I, I was know. coming home from a dance competition. Like, just thinking about that, like, just makes my skin crawl. And, like, literally yeah. was sobbing. Like, I'm so lucky I was alone. Yeah. But um, for those of you who don't know, this car that I totaled was my mom's car. So the entire thing was so emotional. Yeah. And they did not realize, like, how emotional it was. And Fiona and I haven't really talked, like, since it all happened. But, like, when I tell you in the hospital sobbing about how it was my mom's car. Because, yeah. guys, I always said, if I'm going to get rid of this car, it's either going to kill me or it's going to die. Yeah. And I was like, it was so close to killing me. Yeah. Take, take me with you, girl. <laughs> but she didn't. Um, she saved me, but it was such an emotional experience because this car was stalling on me left and right. Shit was breaking down, but I was not going to get rid of it. Like I would never have gotten rid of it unless it died or something happened. And that's exactly what happened. And Rob said to me, he was like, you know, in hindsight, (laughs) he's like, (laughs) listen, hear me out for a second. He's like, your mom knew you were never going to get rid of this car. Yeah. So she made you get rid of it in a way that still kept you safe. But there was no way 
you were going to be able to fix it. Like, yeah. I, like, it was messed up bad, guys. And once the airbags deploy, basically the car is totaled. Like, there's no way that they're going to, like, fix the airbags. So that was it, you know? And yeah. And he was like, this is your mom's way of being like, <laughs> you got to you gotta be done with this car, girl. Yeah. So I got a new car. It's a Honda. Did you name it? Yes. What's the name? Hallie. Hallie. How do you spell? H-A-L-L-E-E. Where's that from? Just like it? Yeah. <laughs> no, so no attachment it's, from somewhere It's else. a Honda HRV. So originally I was going to go Haley, but then my friend was like, ew, like Haley Bieber. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Nope. <laughs> I'm changing the name because we are Team Selena. <laughs> we are Selena stands over here. <laughs> so I was like, F that. I can't name my car after Haley Bieber. <laughs> so then I was like, Hallie's cute. And then my friend's mom was like, like Halle Berry, and I was like, "Oh, who's that?" Oh my God, Ashley. Okay, you know what? You say that, and then it's like, "Oh, she's an actress." Okay, look it up, and like I knew the name, and I was like, "I wonder what she's in." Did not recognize a single movie. Yeah, but, but I know the name. But she's like an icon, you know. Well, so I named my car after her. Okay, well, I like the name. Thank you. It's nice. It's I like cute, your car right? too. It's really cute. Yeah, it's a white Honda HRV, so super cute. Yeah, I really like it. Does it feel a lot bigger than your? Other one? Yes. Like, do you like So it? that was one of the things that I wanted after the accident was an SUV because I yeah. had a Civic. So I was very low to the ground. So after I don't this, think I could ever drive a sedan again. Yeah. Like, after I this, I was SUVs. like, I want a bigger SUV. But this one is actually not a full-size SUV. It's technically like a hatchback crossover okay. type of thing. Um, so it's a little bit bigger than a car, but like, I'm still taller than it. Like, it's actually not that big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, um, you know, even Rob was like, it's probably good that you didn't jump from like a car to like this huge thing. Cause I was looking at like Tahoes and like yeah. pickup trucks and I'm like, <laughs> I want nothing to happen to me. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, can you guys even imagine? Imagine like, you in like a Dodge Ram. No. Like, nah. Fuck Dodge Rams. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad you're okay. I was also very scared. I was like, I was like, what is going on? I like called Rob, and by the time I had called Rob, um, he was like, we're he's like we're in the grocery store getting snacks. Like that should tell you everything. We're fine. I was like, <laughs> okay, okay. Like he's like, she just wants snacks. I'm like, okay, she's back. Well, okay, like, so she's he okay. Was, he was very, very, very afraid. Um, that well, obviously he was afraid in general because like this happened. But like I kind of like. After, like, sobbing my eyes out in the yeah. hospital. Well, also keep in mind, this is actually really funny, too. Cause especially because you know Rob's Also, sister. everything you say is really funny. It's, like, actually just traumatic. It's <laughs> only funny. I'm just letting you know, like, it's only funny to you when you say that. It's no, not no, actually is, comical. This is actually okay. comical. Okay. So You're like, yeah, it's so funny. Like, this is actually my dead mom's car. <laughs> like, that's not funny. Like, that's funny to you. But anyway, this is actually funny. Everything's okay. funny to me. This life's a joke. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, this one's actually funny, though. Okay. So, Rob sister is studying to become a PA and yeah. she was working at the hospital that I was brought into. I know he told me oh, when I texted okay. him because he was like don't worry my sister's on it and I was like what do you mean your sister's <laughs> on it? Like what? Is, he's like no she's like working there like with Ashley like she's there yeah, no, I'm like she, oh okay. She literally like came Imagine to if say that was like me. how you met her. <laughs> oh my god no. Well so 
that's how my dad met her. Oh, and yeah, but you that's different. Can you imagine my dad? My dad's like, yeah. so you're Rob's sister? Oh, God. And, it, like, it was so bad because <laughs> at one point, like, she, so she really hooked me up. Like, I, like, the doctor that she was working with, like, she had mentioned, like, oh, this is my friend. Um, So he rushed, like, my CT, my cat, like, the cat scan, the x-ray. Like, he rushed, like, a lot of tests. Um. And then on top of that, I was in, like, a hallway. Like, I didn't get a room. Um, so I was like, can I – like, my dad was with me. I'm like, can I have another visitor? And he was like, oh, because you're Alex's friend. Like, yes. So then, yeah. then they brought in another visitor for me, which was nice because, like, my dad and his girlfriend were there. And then, like, my dad my, – my dad's girlfriend is, like, sitting next to me, holding my hand, like, staying with me. And at one point, like, when we were just waiting, my dad is, like – across the room from me sitting in a chair on his phone <laughs> and i'm like kick this man out and get my boyfriend in here like why yeah and then, and then uh, jenny walks over to like kick him out and my dad's like what do you mean why do i have to go i'm like you're not even giving me any comfort <laughs> right now like goodbye like, like he's just like literally get, sitting there no, literally so i'm like yeah. get robin here <laughs> so he did but it was funny because like she's doing all these things for me and rob turns to my dad and is like yeah you know she's the plug like she's really coming in clutch and my dad's like She's the what? She's the what? She's the plug? <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, what does that mean? Oh, like, my gosh. It was so funny. And I'm like, I like, it was funny because I'm describing him to Alex. And I'm like, can you grab my dad? Like, it's this big man probably wearing some type of neon crossed with some camo <laughs> hat, <laughs> jeans, like, kind of limps when he walks. Like, <laughs> like Santa vibes, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm like, old. Th- here's a picture. I showed her the picture of him when he... He actually cut his leg, I think, on a machine <laughs> oh, I, I at work. This, yeah. And he's, like, holding a thumbs up at the hospital with, like, his oh stitches. My gosh. And I'm like, this is what he looks like. And she's like, oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, like, went, got him immediately. She was like, I had no problem finding him. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll, seems yeah, you'll like find it. Him. Seems like it. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. So. Well, but regardless, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, um, me too. And yeah, we wow, we had like so much to catch up on. I know we totally did not realize it. We were like, "This is gonna be a quick episode." Yeah, I'm like, "Oh wait, like we haven't done one in so long, yeah. and so much has happened." Um, so do you want to just get into it? Yeah. Okay. So we've been waiting to do this episode for a really long time. Um, obviously, like everyone, you guys all know, like Ashley's situation with her mom. We talk about it all the time. She jokes about it all the time. Um, but it's we've been trauma. we've been waiting. Yeah, we've been waiting to do like you know some sort of grief episode or you know at least like talk about it. Um, and we feel like right now is a good time because aside from all of these crazy stories that we just shared of why we had to put off the recording the podcast. Um, I actually lost my grandpa last week, like on Memorial Day. So that was like a lot. And it was also my birthday week. So that was a lot at once. But um, but yeah, so wanted to open up about that and kind of just talk about where I'm at, because obviously we're at like very different stages of grief. You know, you're like how many years? What was the anniversary? Seven. That was crazy. First of all, that yeah, it's been yesterday seven was years. seven years. So many people were like, no way. Like, cause like, like guys, last year was six. Obviously, so. like like this happening to my grandpa like has whatever my family has been talking about you a lot and like just like glad that I have you and stuff but like my grandma said like oh like what how many years has it been and I was and I was like oh my god like it was literally seven like that's yeah. actually insane yeah um first of all I can't believe we've been out of high school for seven years which is let so alone crazy. like that that was yeah. seven years ago because I f- like I feel like it just happened but I also yeah. feel like it's been such a long journey that I've like been with you 
for healing through that and like how it's been so different because like starting college to like now it's like such a different Ashley and like yeah. such a different experience. Um, but yeah, I guess I can start with like where I'm at. So obviously it just happened, but like leading up to it and like I went to, I went to therapy, <laughs> I went to therapy on Friday. Like I scheduled it literally like I scheduled it two weeks ago. So like, I didn't even know like this was going to happen. Like I just scheduled it like proactively because like he wasn't doing well kind of thing. And like, I was like, I should kind of go back and like just update her and make sure like this is set up for me. Um, and she was like, she was like, Fiona, like you're just like doing well. Like, I don't like, like, I feel like that's what my therapy sessions are always. It's kind of just like, Oh, well like you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Like you're processing it well. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, and that's kind of how grief is anyway. Like, obviously, different people have different struggles immediately, and, like, there's certain things that you can do, but it's still waves. You know what I mean? It's always going to be waves, like, forever. <coughs> um, but um, obviously, like, two – I mean, two weeks before – I think he was in – he went to the hospital, and, like, things were getting really bad, and then he was in hospice for two weeks maybe, I think. I don't know if it was, like, a week and a half or two weeks, but – um, when he was in hospice and like all during that time, I felt like I was processing it during that time. And I was like pre grieving a lot. Like uh, that was the time where I was like crying like every day and like, not to mention like feeling so guilty that I had to work and like, I didn't have the time to just like go and see him and spend these like last moments with him. So like when it happened, obviously it was shocking and like everything was hard last week and last week was really hard, but like this week I feel very like I feel like I have very much processed it Mm -hmm. and I feel much more at peace like obviously it comes in waves and like things come up and I think of things and I want to tell him things and I cry and you know things happen but in terms of like where I'm actually at I do feel like I'm at a good place because I think everything went the way that I was hoping it would and I don't feel guilty anymore for like not spending time with him or like not being there because obviously Good. I can't anymore, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just – and I feel very, very close to him, and I feel very – like, I've had a spiritual awakening, which I wasn't expecting. Like, okay. I, I think that I expected that from, like, stories I've heard you tell me and things like that, but I don't know. I feel like I've been, like, very clear-headed since it happened, and, like, I've just been seeing life very differently. Um, I think I'm processing it very differently than the rest of my family. Like, I think that's – definitely hard and like um obviously like losing a grandpa is very different than losing a mom you know like it's a very different situation because yours was a lot more shocking mine was a lot more like this is gonna happen like at some point in my 20s probably because he was getting older um but like for people who don't know like my grandpa was like the most important person in my life like probably both my grandparents are but like very very important to me and just like loved me so much and really supported me So I think, like, I just feel – I feel happy that he got to see me for so many years, and he got to see me at a point. And I was telling my therapist this yesterday. I'm really happy and grateful that I had 25 years with him and that he got to see me at this point in my life where I feel like I've reached a certain level of success or he can see that I'm, like, on that path of, like, I have a job that I love – I'm doing well, like, I'm moving out, like, all those things where, mm-hmm. like, I if, if he passed away when I was, like, 22 and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with my life, I probably would be in a much worse place, and that's kind of, like, where I'm at with that because I think 
he like really got to see me grow up at least like my whole life but like the last like five years you know what i mean <coughs> so i want to touch on a few things here okay um so for starters i want to talk about the suddenness mm-hmm. of it um because i think it's interesting that you say that you grieved before he even passed Mm -hmm. because i personally never understood that yeah because i think for my situation it was like there was hope 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 yeah and then it was like there's nothing we could do and within like three days she she was gone and that's why i was saying like that's such a different situation than like someone who has like a shocking you know, medical, like, cancer or, like, something that happens that it's, like, oh, well, you're just going to go down from now. You know what I mean? Versus, like, someone who has had a full life, yes. died happy, like, you know, he's well, old. and it's it's funny you say this. It's not. Um, <laughs> stop. You should really need, need to, to find a replacement where it is interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I know somebody whose wife had passed away. But, like, they were in hospice for, like, over a year. Like, very, very sick for a long time Mm -hmm. with, like, absolutely no hope. Um, And he ended up moving on and, like, dating somebody within a year of -hmm. his wife passing. Yeah. And everybody was so shocked by this because I think that um, there's a certain way that different people perceive you to grieve. Yeah. Like everybody expects you to grieve a certain way and when you don't, it's like, oh well, she's doing this or he's doing that. And I'm not saying specifically in your case or specifically in my case, like yeah. I'm just saying in general, like I think when something like this happens, everybody expects something different. Yeah. From different people. Right? Um and it's it's just everybody grieves differently and I, I know a lot of yeah. people say that, but a lot of people really don't think about it until they're it's in that so situation. True. Yeah. And you're like, Well, why isn't that person doing that? And it's like, Well, you know, they grieve differently. Like you have to take a step back and like remind yourself that. Um, because it's very difficult to not place blame, I think. Yeah. You know, no, I agree. But um in that specific case I was I I was even somebody who was like wow, like, he moved on so quickly. But, like, Mm -hmm. you truly don't realize, like, how much you grieve that person when they are sick for that long. And, like, my mom was sick for, like, two, three months. But I think that we really did not think it was going to be as bad as it was. We chalked it up to, like, all right, it's some type of cancer. Like, she's going to need surgery. Then they'll take it out. Then the surgery didn't go well. Well, now we're going to do chemo and radiation. Well, that didn't go well. Then they had to remove this. And that went well, but she's still failing in three other things so yeah i think for us it was like a lot of hope until there wasn't and then it was like she was she had one good day and that was the day that we did the graduation in the hospital and then after that she was doped up on morphine and went as peacefully as possible you know but i think um it's interesting yeah you know i don't think you had I don't think you had any space for, like, any kind of pre-grieving. Like, no. I don't think that that's, like, it true. Wasn't there. I don't think that's true in those cases. I think – and I, I think I'm – I don't know, like – I don't know what it is, but I think, like, me in terms of the way I process emotions and because I'm such, like, a planner, like, I think it's, like, something I've always thought about for so long. Well, I like, think once somebody gets put in hospice – 
but that's I mean a for conversation. like five years. Yeah, I like know. I think like I like because he was he was so important to me. Yeah. Because I had never lost anyone close to me like mm-hmm. ever, and I was so grateful to have all my grandparents until I was twenty five years old, which no like not many people can no. say. I don't even think I know I anyone. Yeah, I don't, like Liam doesn't. Like I don't think I know anyone else that does, and I'm so grateful for that. But because like I held him like you know so high in terms of like people in my life um I think for so long like the the past like five years for sure like I was just like I want to spend every last moment with him that I have like I mean he was also having some health issues in the past five yeah, years so that of course and help. like I was also watching him get worse and worse just like naturally as you get older yeah. like and you just start to recognize like I don't have that much time left with him obviously that was a lot more subconscious than like it became obviously you know bigger when he yeah. got really bad like the past month or so but just in general I think it was always something like in the back of my mind that I would I would cry about because I would be like I don't want to lose him I, I can't imagine my life without him and I think it was like I thought it was going to be this like big thing and when it actually came down to it and like when I thought about like like what an amazing life he had and like just like the overwhelming amount of gratitude I have for like getting to spend that with him and like getting to spend time with him and like I had no regrets like he knew how much he had an impact on my life like I knew how much that I had impacted his life like you know like all these things where I was like but like that's just life and like I'm just grateful but I think the the worst part about the pre-grieving period like those two weeks was one the guilt of like me being at work and like being two hours away or like just being like I don't know when it's gonna happen like I'm so anxious I'm so stressed like I'm so guilty that I'm not there with my family like that was so much worse to mm-hmm. me and on top of that um like not knowing how he was gonna die like that to me was really hard because he had like he had like congestive heart failure like he had a bunch of you know normal things that you have like in your older age and like he had that for years so there was always like this big like is he gonna have a heart attack you know like I don't want him to go out in like a really terrifying way and I think when he got to hospice he was like so aware that he could go out that way so he was also like kind of just like I don't know how this is gonna happen but like thank god it was very like peaceful like and that's why like to a certain extent I also had a certain level of like gratitude for that and like just like at peace you know what I mean yeah so, like, I'm not saying it was easy by any means. No. I'm not saying – I just think that I processed it a lot more than my family prior to it happening. And then, like, I, d- I did process it a lot and, like, grieve a lot that week and, like, with the services and everything where everyone else was kind of, like, in a fog kind of thing and, like, not really, like, there. And, like, I was the one that was able to, like, talk about it and, like, still be logical and, like – cry with my family like a lot of people couldn't really cry like or they were just acting much differently because they were going through it in a very different way you know so I think all of that and like I just felt like I was like okay like now I'm gonna like live my life how he would want me to you know like all these things just coming together yeah um and like I said before like not to say that like I'm not crying you know, every yeah. once in a while yeah. when I think about him, but like I just feel like in terms of like how everything went down, I'm, I feel very at peace and like grateful for it. I think the the biggest thing that I'm struggling with right now, um, because I, I I you're not an empath, right? We've talked about this before. No. So like because I'm such an empath, I'm mostly I'm okay when I'm on my own, but like yesterday I spent like hours with my grandma and like she's just not doing as well which makes complete sense you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like she's living in the house like you know it's much harder for her and like 
uh, it's a very different situation. But being around her was like overwhelming for me yeah. because like her energy and like how sad she is. And then I feel so bad for her. And like, I don't want to leave her alone, you know, like those kind of things. And like, just for my family in general, like I feel a lot of sadness for them being around them. Yeah. So like that energy has been really hard for me. Um, but all in all, I think it's been like, okay. Yeah. I think because it was really just me and my dad, like obviously yeah. a lot of other people were around. Um, but I think my dad really put on a front for me mm-hmm. and tried to be like the strong one, especially because like I was 18 at the time. Like there were yeah. no like logical thoughts. Like, you know, not I at was, all. I was not okay. I was drinking in the back of the way. And, like, and something I was going to bring up in comparison to that, because I was actually thinking about that yesterday mm-hmm. was because I was like, okay, like, you know, how is this different? Like, cause I've been thinking a lot about like your experience with this mm-hmm. and obviously very, very different situations. But I was like, I was like, I I can't imagine, like, like I kind of touched on before, I can't imagine being at, like, such a transitional part of my life where I don't know myself well enough. I haven't, like, gone to therapy. I haven't processed things. I haven't been through hard breakups, hard times, like, all these things that have, like, shaped me into the person I am now that has made me so much more, like, emotionally intelligent and, like, able to process my own emotions and, like, feel comfortable that he knew my whole self. Yeah. Not this, like, put-together like pieces of me when I was like 17 or 18 that to me was such a big difference where I was like you were at such a like changing point in your life like yeah it was very transitional I mean when my mom died I was still gonna be a forensic psychologist (laughs) at John Jay um so so obviously (laughs) she didn't really know that side of myself but I think she um, knew you weren't gonna do that yeah probably (laughs) honestly um but like I think it's I think it's extreme. Obviously, it's extremely hard. Period. Yeah. But I think it's extremely hard that it was a transitional period. Um. I think it's extremely hard that like I didn't know myself, and you know, even like I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. I wish you know. Even seven years later, I still think about like you know. I wish she was around for this, and yeah. you know, I can't even like think about my wedding without her i know like cannot cannot even fathom like having kids like without her like it's so difficult so like even it's something that's just going to keep coming up every time that like you have a big moment in your life yeah and like even i don't Rob, know like and being like oh well i want yeah you to meet my mom you know what i mean like yeah and even like yesterday like was her death anniversary and like he he was kind of like talking to me like you know i really wish i could have met her yeah you know like she seemed like such a beautiful person like and i was just sobbing like yeah. the entire time like it's just like because even the person that i feel like she did know like she knew me better than anyone yeah but like even the person she did know like i'm so different from that person so like and like obviously i'm grateful i even had like 18 years with her you know because like that's like you know she could have gone at any time yeah you know but uh, like there's always i think like i'm very happy that you feel comfort that he had 25 years with you yeah i feel like I don't know if it's just me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, I feel like it's never ending of like, I wish I had more time. Like that feeling will always be there. It will never go away. When yeah. I'm 80 years old, I will say like, I still wish I had my mom. Cause I've always felt that way for like the past seven years, you know, like, so I can't, 
picture that stopping like any yeah. milestone anything big like i'm just like i wish she was here for this no i 100 percent. you know i i feel that and i think especially like being at 18 and er- like i was so different than who i was i mean yeah. just think about like everything that we've been through in like I our know. four years of college like we are completely different people like i was with somebody else how I many years have we been friends different now ambition seven plus four for four years of high school 11 wow, wow. we're over 10 <laughs> years damn are we that old yeah um i think i think t- like there's two things i want to touch on with what you just said like the first thing is yes like of course i i feel like i wish i had more time but i think for me it's a lot more comforting knowing that like, I, I wouldn't have wanted more time with him in the state that he was in. Correct, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, he was so much older. Like, it would have been different if, like, your mom could get better and then still be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was just going to keep getting worse. Like, he was 82. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's like, yeah, I would have loved more time with him. But I also don't want to be selfish in the sense of, like... He's he alive, but he's not he's really there. He's, he's alive. I want him, you know... Pain. I I want him yeah. to just, like, be happy with the life that he had and like yeah. peace, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that I think it's, it's very different because I feel like he lived a full life and I'm just like happy that I, yeah, was and ac- I that it crossed, you know I what I mean? Think I for you, like it's like your mom didn't live a full life. Yeah. She did for the time she was here, but she, but was she still off. had so much yeah. life that she would have seen with you. Yes. You know what I mean? So it, it's different in that capacity. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I can't even relate to that, but mm. I understand what you're saying and why you don't understand mine. Yeah. Um, but in the other sense, like, I think yours, which is, like, the grief that I was expecting but didn't really happen for me was, or it happened in the pre-grieving, but you and people who have, like, that shock of, like, how did this happen, like, I think there's a level of anger to grief. And I didn't have that because it was just so, like, so much gratitude, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like I, I couldn't be angry that he got old. I couldn't be angry that yeah. he was dying like he was in his 80s, you it's know bound, what I mean? Yeah. It it's bound to happen, but you can be angry that this happened to someone who's a lot younger and like yeah. was a scary thing. I think a lot of that anger was also displaced to like the doctors. Of course. In a sense of like why can't you do anything? Exactly. You know, um and I I also don't think it helped like I think I think your grandpa was very like, I lived a good life. Like I'm happy. A hundred percent. And like I'm him being like, I'm so happy. I love my family. Like, like I'm good. You know what I mean? That was so much closure for yes. us. You know? Where like on the flip side, like I just, I told you, I reread like the doctor's mm-hmm. notes about everything where my mom was like, you can't let me die. Like, no, don't I know. Let me die. I know. Where like you also have that. And it's like, exactly. It's, you know, <laughs> We always said, like, we want to do this episode, whatever, like, but it's so completely different. And I'm sure if we brought a third person, it would be yeah, a completely different. But I different think it's a perfect example of how grief is so, so different, different for yes. everyone. And it's so many different cases. Like, yeah. you know, like, this is also different than someone losing a child or yeah. losing, you know, having a miscarriage. Like, it, yeah. like, there's just so many different layers of grief. And, like, not to mention, like, someone who's lost their partner. Yeah. Like, because, and I think that's what I'm struggling with a lot, like, in terms of, like, being an Your empath grandma. with my grandma. Like, I'm just, like, sitting here, like, oh, my God. Like, when I get to that point in my life, when I lose Liam, like, 
I don't know how I'll go on with my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she's she's so like he promised me he wouldn't die first. Like he promised me he wouldn't no, leave me alone. Literally. And I'm like she's like so mad. Like she's like <laughs> walking around the house like I'm still cursing at him all day. Like you know what I mean? And it's like no, that's me. Like I you know no, I get it. Literally, I get like, it. Like she's she, I brought him home yesterday. We like picked up his ashes. Yeah. And like he's in the he's in the house now. Yeah. Um. And so she's like, now I'm just gonna yell at him all day. Like whatever good for her but (laughs) you know what i I mean mean, though but that's but it's like that level of like grief is like something like i can't fathom no i fully like so guys i have this thing that like because my mom died at 60 her dad died around the same age from some kind of stomach cancer like it's obviously gonna happen to me so don't manifest that manifest a long life for yourself so i i turned around to rob and i'm like yeah so i'm dying at 60 what are you gonna gonna do after that get good life insurance yeah Seriously, I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm like, what are you gonna do now? Like, what are you gonna do after that? He's like, kill myself. Oh I'm my like, gosh, please don't. Too dark, <laughs> too dark. <laughs> but yeah, so I think like there's there. I think if this says anything, like I know we've been waiting to do this. It's that there's so many layers, so many layers, and like, it's so much different than I expected it to be. And I'm just like, I'm proud of myself for like how I've been handling it and like how I've been like strong for my family and yeah. i don't think i'm being strong to the point where i'm not processing or i'm not being no, vulnerable yeah. you know what i mean i think i'm just like grateful like i don't know i think i wasn't expecting such a layer of like it was like the next day when i tell you i mean the whole like last week was like foggy and like whatever clouded but even like monday this week like i went back to work and it was like nothing matters in life like, nothing that I actually am, like, that stressed about or, like, like little things like traffic that would, like, piss me off or, you know, like, things that I would just complain about. Like, they don't matter. Like, and I think it's just made me, like, so much more aware of, like, m- how I talk to people. Like, you know, like, my relationships with people. Like, time is precious. Like, all these things I just feel like I'm, like, seeing life differently. I wasn't expecting that. Like, I wasn't expecting that side of it of just, yeah. like, being, like, wow, like even though he had a full life, like life is short, you know what I mean? And like, I, you know, I need to stop like stressing about things that like don't really matter. And like, really like taking advantage of the time I have with like the people I love and not wasting time with people that I don't care about being in my life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Oh, I need to spend more time with like my family or like now my grandma or like friends that I will have in my life forever. That like mean a lot to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to like, go to lunch with like half-assed friends you know what I mean so I think like all of that and then I wasn't expecting such a like spiritual awakening like I think I'm pretty spiritual but I feel a lot closer to him now than I was expecting like I just kind of feel like he's like always with me that's in everything I do yeah I don't feel that way I've actually never felt that way Really? Yeah. Um, the but, like, only you've had things happen. Yeah. For sure. I've had two dreams. I don't and know I the second one. Okay. I know so the, the pregnancy one. Yeah. So, that one's, like, the big one. Yeah. This one, the other one was actually before that pregnancy one. Basically, it was, like, I was running down this, like, long red carpeted hallway. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, this lion cheetah thing chasing me. And when I got to the end, it was, like, a big king's chair, and my mom was standing at it, and she, like, grabbed me, and, like, the lion just, like, vanished. Like, I don't even know what happened, but she grabbed me, sat me down in the chair, and was, like, why are you crying? Like, I have to do your hair for dance. Like, come here. Like, let me do your hair. 
And I'm like sobbing because I don't even know what happened. She's like, it's fine. Like, let me just do your hair. Like, come here. Yeah. And it's like brushing my hair back <laughs> like all the competition days. But that one, I I still don't really know what it meant. Like, don't know why it happened. Didn't yeah. really get any info from it except like relax let me do your hair yeah um and then the second one i don't know if i've talked about it on here um one of my good friends um she had just gotten married and i had a dream where i was crying i'm always crying (laughs) um and my mom was comforting me and she's like don't cry like this is a good thing she's pregnant and this girl in my dream was announcing her pregnancy and I jokingly woke up the next day. We were at competition. And I was like, you got to take a test. You got to take a test. Like, my mom says you're pregnant. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. Like, you might actually be pregnant. Like, and she, like, tried pushing me off for, like, a good two hours. And then finally I was like, so when are we going to get a test? Like, when are we going? And she, like, turned to me and was like, Ashley, like, I haven't even told my dad yet. Like, so she knew she was very early on pregnant, like have not even like, yeah, where you like told don't her tell mom, people. Yeah. maybe told her mom like a few days ago, like it was still so new, like only her and her husband knew and like still hadn't even told her dad yet that she was pregnant. And like, you don't tell people that early. Like, obviously, like I was very close with her. So like, she told me she was like oh my god because she was also very close with my mom so yeah to us it was like we just like sobbed for like a half hour and was like oh my god like i cannot believe because like what are the odds that like you know like there's no like justifying that like that was a situation where she was there fully and that's something that like spiritually like I, I mean, I don't really know what I believe. Like, yeah. I'm not really super religious, like, things like that. But yeah. I do think that they're, like, here, at least when you need them to be. Or, like, they come to you when they feel they need to. Um, and I think dreams is, like, a place where, like, it's easy for, like, spirits to come into. Yeah. Because it's, like... And I think, like, I've gone to a medium. Mm-hmm. And, like, nothing has been... like uh, Like, the one medium I went to was insane. Like, she said things that, like you know like there was no way she she could have known that um but i think that there was a lot of like i was reaching for a lot of things yeah kind of when i let it happen naturally it did and to be honest with you like i haven't really heard anything since and that kid is like five or six years old so it's been a really long time since all that happened um do you ever like ask for signs from her or like you should actually um like in like times when you need her like even like through your breakup like you never like no no interesting um i think it was like i think with my breakup like the one thing that kept coming up was that like whoever i'm with will not know my mom now yeah like because i think that was one thing that like really kept me attached to my ex for a long time and my therapist is always like ash like you know your mom is with you and it's like i roll my eyes and i'm like yeah i know she's with me but like but like where I, is she yeah <laughs> like like yeah i like like to me it's like if she's not physically here like it's really hard because i don't know what i believe in i'm not very religious like yeah. so to me it's like if she's not here she's not here you know what i mean no i get what and you like mean. i think when signs come through it's like oh great she's here but like if I'm not, I think I'm the type of person that, like, if I'm not receiving those things all the time, like, I don't actually know. So, like, you know, um, even, like, when I brought um, Rob to, like, the cemetery to, like, officially meet my mom, like, I don't I don't know if that was, like, more for, like, 
him more for me or like if my mom was really there yeah you know what i mean because i also i'm the type of person that doesn't really like to associate my mom with the cemetery yeah like, i just don't like it like i don't think i need to go there to go visit her but like i do think that it is very like sentimental I yeah think the place is like really nice but like not something i'm gonna do often like yeah special occasions like i wanted to bring rob there because that was important for me yeah. i think and i didn't realize it would be important for me because even like like i've you know i literally don't go there when i brought rob there it was like a year and a half since i'd last been there and like like but that was important for me you know what i mean and i can't explain it there's no explaining it. and i have no idea why it was important to me it shouldn't have been important to me because like I mean, it I don't so I don't like the cemetery. I don't associate anything about her with the cemetery. But like, to me, like that was important for me, and I think um, that was like kind of my way of being like, this is her, mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily believe that she's like attached to that. You no, know, I, I do think she's all around me, but I think it's hard to be like, my mom's in the air. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But um, I think it's hard for me to like see signs and believe it like i know a lot of people like see a coin and they're like oh my god like or birds oh my god and i think you also have to like you have to be open to you have things. to be open to them and like, like you have to either be like asking for them or you have to be like aware yeah spiritually it doesn't just like happen yeah you know what i mean like so yeah that i think that it depends but i think the past like three weeks i've seen like in, in even before he passed I've been seeing, like, an insane amount of angel numbers. Like, yeah. and before that, like, I never saw angel numbers. Like, I would yeah. be like, oh, it's so weird. I, like, never see angel numbers. Like, meanwhile, other people are like, oh, my God, I, like, saw so many ones. Like, I k- just keep seeing, like, one, 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 like, whatever. Yeah. I like, see six everywhere. And I actually, it wasn't until I started dating Rob that, um, like, his lucky number six and, like, he sees sixes a lot. And it wasn't until, like, we were talking about, like, instances where sixes came up. And I was like, holy shit, my mom died 6-9-16. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, that's insane. No, like, that is Even, crazy. like, nines and threes, like, associated with sixes are, like, so crazy to me. No, I like, know. Like, if Rob does the same thing, he'll be like, well, threes have a six, so look at that. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm with you, though. I'm, I hear it. I'm with you. Yeah. No, but I know. I think, for me, too, and this is just kind of, like, a side note, but... I think the reason also spiritually, I think I've got, I'm going through like a huge transition right now in my life in general. Like I like turned 25, like the same week he passed away. Like I'm like moving and like, just like, you know, changing a lot, like in the next few months. And like, I have been on this like journey. And I think like, this was like just a big shift. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So like, intertwined with all the other shifts is like crazy i know i know but i also think it's like something that i'm going through a huge like change and shift in general like spiritually and by myself um and turning 25 so now i just feel like i'm in this like new era of my life and i'm just grateful that he was in the last part of it you know good but well, I'm, I'm sorry that you have to go through this because, <laughs> you know, Fiona and I have said for a really long time we wanted to do an episode on grief. But um, I was like, I don't want to talk to myself. And Fiona <laughs> no, I know. unfortunately can't relate. And I think it's one of those things that like, yeah, unfortunately you can't relate. But like 
also fortunate you can't no relate i know and, and that's i'm why really we were... sorry that like now you can relate no i know but i'm also you know? like i also feel like it like brought us closer like i think mm. when it happened like i was like you were the first person i told yeah. because i was like i need to tell ashley because like i know she's gonna understand this and like mm-hmm. even when i was like i was like texting you things i would never say to anyone else because i knew that they would think i was a horrible person or mm-hmm. they would think like i'm being ungrateful or i'm being a bitch like just because i was like going through so many emotions at once and like i couldn't have texted even like liam like i mean i said some things to him but like he's never really dealt with this either like he he lost he lost like i think his grandparents like pretty young where like it was sad but he was a kid Mm -hmm. and it's just a very different experience than when you've had a full life with them yeah um so yeah like i just felt like it was like you know a step to like us being closer and like understanding a new level of it and also like i feel like in a weird way i feel like i have like access to a new emotion like in you know how like what's that movie inside out like you know that movie the cartoon yeah no. yeah, yeah with yeah I've never with seen all it. the okay it's, but it's like all the emotions yeah. it's like that but like 2.0 yeah. of like now like i understand like the depth of like this emotion that i never could relate to people yeah. on which in a way to me for some reason like psychologically that is interesting and like exciting to me because i feel like i can relate to people more yeah and i feel like it's i feel like it's well, made I me a better person it's funny and a better you friend. say like as soon as it happened like you came to me i feel like a lot of my friends when it comes to death and grieving come to me yeah and i'm like listen like it's all on your own I'll <laughs> no i know listen but like i'm not an expert i know i suppress that shit <laughs> i'm in therapy so maybe i'm not the person you want to talk i know to, but, but like, it's still something you know, that you don't understand unless you've gone through exactly. it it's the same in, not the same but it it's like a breakup like my friends get broken up but they come to me they know yeah. i know what to say to them yeah. i know like, it's a similar thing where yeah, it's like sure. unless you went through it like you know you're whatever. not gonna understand it um but yeah is there anything else that or any advice you would like give to people that are either going through it or the only advice i would give is to go to therapy yeah um and i know i know we say that all the time but like for a good five years after my mom died i never went to therapy like even like my dad was like yeah i I probably should have put you in like as soon as it all happened um, but I was 18. I was going right into college. Like I kind of like suppressed everything and dived into like this new life because it was very transitional. So I think it was easy for me to transition into this new. Everything was so new. Yeah. So it was so easy to distract from like where as if you're going from day to day and it's like this big thing happens and then you have to try to get back, back into, into that routine. routine. Yeah. Is so hard mm-hmm. where me it was like this new routine and this new life and everything was so new. And even like my boyfriend at the time was new. Like so I dove yeah. into that. Like I think there were so many different things that I was able to suppress and hide those emotions that it wasn't until five years later after my breakup that my therapist was like you're finally feeling all these things that you suppressed and never felt because you you know hid them you focus on different things you distracted yourself where like now it's quiet Mm -hmm. now it's just you yeah now you have to finally face your emotions so i know we say all the time to go to therapy but i really 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 think it's important for you to go to therapy i think even if you don't want to go to therapy just going and just listening can help um and i think that if like 
if my child has to go through this, like they're going in therapy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like no, I, I think know. it's just all about like forcing kind of yeah. at first. Um because, like, I thought I was fine. I didn't think I needed any of that. And it wasn't until five years later that it was still affecting me. Yeah. That, like, even to this day, my therapist really wants to deep dive into my mom. And I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't. And that it's seven years. And yeah. I still can't. So I think um, doing it initially could be way more beneficial. And I think, I think another thing I would say is after having gone through it, I don't criticize how anybody else grieves. So even if you've never gone through it or you don't understand it, don't criticize or yeah. judge. Yeah. I think it's a very... Um, case by case, person yeah. by person. Yeah. Very... Everybody's different. Yeah. I think my biggest advice is, one, um, process it when it's happening and, like, feel your feelings. Like, don't suppress it like mm-hmm. I know it's hard and it sucks and it's like a lot all at once but like feel it like allow yourself to like be present and like be like this is happening I'm gonna be okay but I'm allowed to be like sad and, and feel whatever I'm feeling right now yeah. I think also surrounding yourself with people that you love and people that genuinely care about you whether that's like your family who's going through the same thing or your friends or just like being surrounded by people but at the same time finding time to be alone to fully process because I think the moments that I was surrounded by people was nice because it was like kind of a distraction but also like you know comforting but at the same time like it wasn't until I was like fully alone that I was like like feeling my best to like process and cry and like just be sad you know so finding like that balance especially like in the beginning yeah for sure um and And I think think, like a safe space to do that is in therapy yeah, like, I struggle to cry in therapy, so, like, that yeah, doesn't I really don't. work for me. That's, like, my but one place that I feel The like problem with me in therapy is that, like, I go there to, like, find solutions, yeah. and then I cry after. Yeah. You know, which is also therapeutic for me, yeah. but it's, like, like, I just go and, like, talk, but, like, the problem with me is I'm, like, I don't know how to word this, but I'm, like, so performative, if that's the word. I feel like you're very logical when you go to therapy. Very logical. And yeah. so, like, I'm just, like... You're just like, I want to fix it. I'm like, well, this is how I'm feeling. And, like, I explain it. And she's like, but then, like, you're fine. Like, I don't understand. But I'm like, but I'm not. But I just need to, like, say all those. I need to, like, word vomit and then, like, cry after because I, like, heard myself say it out loud, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. But so that's kind of just, like, how I am in therapy. But I do think, and, I like, I know we say this over and over again, and you just said it, but with therapy – I think the fact that I have been in a lot of therapy and I have processed so many emotions prior to this happening has helped me immensely. Yeah. So, like, my best advice is, like, regardless of, you know, if this has happened to you or not, like, just learn how to, like, gain emotional intelligence and, like, learn yourself because yeah. it, it will help you a lot in any anything that happens whether it's like something traumatic grief like just anything that you're going through if you've had like if you have the tools prior it it will help you so much more absolutely but i'm glad we finally got to talk about this i was like thinking about it i was like i feel like we should just rip off the band-aid like let's just do it let's talk about it this morning was like are you are you ready for this she's like yeah i'm like this just happened to me but like are you good (laughs) i know it's been seven years are you ready now i'm like ah no (laughs) Um, but I love you. I'm grateful for you. I grateful you. for this. I'm sorry. Dedicating. That you had to go through this. Thank you. 
dedicating this to my grandpa because he loved this podcast. He listened to this shit religiously. Aww. So I know he's listening wherever he is. He's going to have his like giant headphones on, like listening to this episode <laughs> being like, I'm glad she's okay. I know. He's <laughs> our biggest fan. Yeah. So thank you. Love you guys. And we will see you soon. See you next week.